everyone, and welcome back to Endless Possibilities, a podcast where we explore the unexplored. Hi, I am Chloe Townsend. And I'm Nasuli Rathnayaka. And in today's episode, we will be exploring the history of the color blue. The color blue seems like a very unremarkable thing, just another color, right? But really, what shocked me, and might shock you as well, is that there is really a complete history behind it, from not even being a word or a thing, to being on basically everything you have in your house and all around you. Sight is an integral part of the human experience. When someone thinks of sight and color, the two go hand in hand. The world just wouldn't be the way it is today without the colors we see in our lives. Yeah, that is so true. Like, if I didn't see color, and everything was black and white, I wouldn't think the same way even. I feel like I wouldn't feel, I wouldn't be the same person. You know what I mean? Yeah. But in our history, colors were actually far less important than they are today. If you read through Greek texts, lots of, lots of historians have noted that very strange color depictions. In the Odyssey, for example, the author makes many references to black and white. Red and yellow are only mentioned a few times, but the color blue was never mentioned at all. Not even once. There was no mention of blue whatsoever. It was just banned. It was gone. Yeah. The author uses descriptions like wine dark for things like the sea. Strange, right? Yeah. Um, Excuse me, but the sea doesn't look anything like wine. Wine is like a crimson, really dark red. Historians concluded that the word blue did not even exist in Greek times. It seems like this color was barely distinguished from neutral shades like white, light and dark. And I find that very weird since blue honestly looks nothing like white, light or dark. Yeah, it's kind of like that color in the middle. It's not it's not light, but it's not like super dark. And it has no connection to white unless you're talking about like the really really light blues that are maybe like include some white in them. But that wasn't invented back then, I don't think. If you read all of the Greek texts you can find, you will be shocked to find out that you never came across a word for blue. The color simply wasn't important enough to get its own descriptor. Wow, imagine being that unimportant that you're just thrown at the sidelines. It's like, you don't matter. Like, what the heck are you? You don't matter. Like, you just stay back. Yeah. And as the English language developed, the color blue took the backseat from all the other colors. The first colors to appear in the English language and any other language for that matter was firstly red because it was the color of wine and blood, then the color yellow, then green because they're both found a lot in nature and lastly, blue. I actually have a theory of why people 
saw red first because people are like extremely gore and like always want to see blood back then always wanted to see blood and we're like yeah red it's like bloody it's wine i like getting drunk and stuff like that <laughs> and when you think about it there is not much blue color that appears naturally in the world blue flowers don't occur naturally without human intervention and bluebirds like blue jays only live in isolated areas and are very rare. And since blue was barely seen a long time ago, and you could only see it in nature, not manufactured, it just wasn't seen enough to be a color. Oh my god. I feel so bad for blue. Like, it reminds me of um, a book called The Crayons Take a Vacation or something like that, and where the colors just write a letter to their owner about all their complaints and I feel like blue wouldn't even be included it would just be a crumpled paper that was like I want to be recognized <laughs> and some of you may be asking but what about the sky it is seen everywhere so why wasn't blue classified as a color or a thing well to answer that the sky is blue but not really one theory actually suggests that before the color blue was even invented, humans saw the sky as a totally different color. And it still shocks me because I always wonder to myself now, what color did they see the sky as then if they didn't see the sky as blue for the longest time? Yeah, honestly, I didn't see the, um, the sky as blue. I would have thought my eyes weren't working or I was like colorblind. <laughs> I would have been like panicking, running around, being like, oh my god, oh my god, I can't see blue, I can't see what color is the sky, what color is the sky, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And this theory is even supported by the fact that if you don't tell a child that the sky is blue when they're young, and you ask them what color the sky is, they will struggle to answer you. Wow, my parents dodged a bullet over there. <laughs> Some people describe it as white or colorless but this shows that only after being told the sky is blue and seeing blue objects for a good amount of time are people able to see the sky as blue i found this interesting because i didn't know that you only really see the sky as blue if you are told this a lot of times i just kind of thought that you just see the sky as blue but i feel like that's only basically for like people like us because we probably heard the word blue talking about the sky from our parents or the people around us when we were younger, and we probably just picked that up. Yeah. And scientists generally agree that humans began to see blue as a color when they started making blue pigments. And humans only started to make blue pigments a few thousand years ago. So for the longest time, humans weren't able to see the color blue around them. This is honestly what really shocked Nusuli and I the most about this topic and made us want to talk about it. Because I feel like it is so weird how it was one of the last colors to even become a thing since it is now one of the colors that we see the most in our everyday lives. Like say someone asked me, just like name a color, I'd say blue first because you just see it so much now. Yeah, and it's become such a big part of 
our lives. It, like, if you look at a color, you uh, in the rainbow, you um, and you were asked to choose one, you would choose blue because it's just like that feeling that you get. Like, there wouldn't be a rainbow without the color blue. Yeah. And what's even more fascinating is about only about six thousand years ago. Were, was when humans began to develop blue colorants. And people, that's not very long ago. In history, 6,000 years ago is really recent. And lapis, a stone mined in Afghanistan, became highly prized among the Egyptians since they loved the bright blue color of this mineral. And Egyptians were the first people to discover the blue color. They used chemistry to combine the rare lapis with other ingredients, such as calcium and limestone, and generate other saturated blue pigments. And you might be asking, well, if there's this stone there and you can still mine it in Afghanistan, why are we talking about, why are we talking about this whole thing? Why are we talking about there not being a blue pigment and all of that stuff? Well, it's because lapis is only really found in a mine in Afghanistan and you have to go in there in a mine you have to go in a mine and that already brings up a lot of problems it's very dangerous and also lapis is in short supply so you can't all just use it as one at once and take as much as you want so there really isn't much blue or much naturally sourced blue around us and this was also the time when the Egyptian word for blue finally appeared. Hallelujah. People finally decided to appreciate the color blue and be like, this color deserves a name. Yes, this color is so pretty. This color is gorgeous. People finally decided to stick their heads out of the sand and realize the color blue. After being ignored for so long, blue was now a superhero. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like reading a weird story about being forgotten and then coming back again. And slowly but surely, the Egyptian blue dye spread throughout the world to the Persians, Mesoamericans, and Romans. This blue dye brought together different regions of the world. And I find that so amazing that this pigment, this color, can bring together thousands of people just because of a connected want. That is just amazing. And as you might imagine, these dyes were very expensive and could usually only be afforded by the rich of society. And I can just imagine like a king in the 19, like 50s, actually not even 1950s, like way before that, a king just going like in his blue, like really blue robes and being like, do you like my colorful, rich blue? But like now it would be kind of outrageous because it's such a big color, a big poppy color. And the royal family would probably be known to be more subtle or something like that. But I can just imagine it. It's so amazing. And so blue became rare for many, many centuries until the color, as it colors or things usually do in history, slowly became more popular enough to have its own name in various languages in English, French, Arabian, everywhere. Suddenly, blue was everywhere. And you might be thinking, you might be wondering, you might be asking, 
what about the history of blue in modern day society? How does it affect our modern life? Well, the history of blue as a color for everyday man actually began with a Catholic church made an important move in the year 431 AD. At this time, the church decided to color code the saints and Mary was given a blue robe. Over time, the shade of blue that Mary wore became now what is known as navy blue. And because Mary stood for innocence and trustworthiness, the color blue was seen as a positive light. And this same navy blue was adopted by militaries and police to convey a similar essence of trust. And now I understand why in all those like old like Tom and Jerry shows, if you've ever watched those old cartoons from the 1950s and stuff like that, the police were always wearing their blue shirts, their black pants. But now we always knew, now we always know why this blue shirt was always used to show that the police were trustworthy and that their law enforcers or the people's law enforcers were trustworthy and you could put your trust into them to keep you safe. And everybody wants to know that <laughs> when it comes to the people who are keeping their laws in check and making sure that no one is breaking the rules. But unfortunately, as the color navy blue became more popular among the authorities, people began to associate this color this way. The color blue started to symbolize authority more than innocence and trustworthiness. And so in order to bring back the original message, this color was supposed to bring new shades of blue were invented. These shades were like robin's egg blue and powder blue, which were really light blues with probably a lot more white in them. And I feel like that kind of goes with the idea that lighter stuff kind of brings out more happy, more secure vibes when the dark stuff like black brings out like sad, maybe scary vibes. Like, have you ever noticed that? And unfortunately, the history of blue has also had a stereotypical side because blue has also been known as the color for boys. And it's in even, and this is an even newer belief than anything before because it arose after the post-World War II baby boom. And it became, and it came about as a marketing scheme as manufacturers could sell more clothes if some were distinctly for boys and others were distinctly for girls. And unfortunately, this still goes on in stores. There's still a boy section and a girl section. They never mix up, none of that. And it's sad, but fortunately now in present day, People still adore the color blue, and it's not much of a stereotypical color anymore. Boys and girls have both begun to wear it, and they've all, and we've all seen the beauty of it, and it's such an amazing thing. This color is everywhere, and it's used for everything, interior design, fashion, and much more now. Not only is blue a word now, there are various shades of it to choose from. Blue has an amazing story from being an outsider to being an integral part of our history and some people's religions. I find this such an amazing thing. Well, anyway, guys, thank you for listening to Endless Possibilities.
and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.